Hey, Tony, I like video games. Well, hi, Jake, I like video games, too. And this is a brand new episode of Hey, I Like That Game. There we go. That feels okay, I don't know. I've... You know, I've been more impressed by your openings. That was you know, solid. Dude, that you're was solid, so, like B minus material. You're so salty. Final Fantasy fourteen changed <laughs> you. It, it changed you as a person. It it certainly did. I you know I'm on the other side of the looking glass now. <laughs> right, right. All right. Well, welcome to Hey Like That Game, everybody. Still carrying over from last week. I will never heal from the wounds that were Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. We're talking about a few other video games. Yeah, some other stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I know we actually got a chance to meet up a little bit in person. Uh, you were in New York for, I don't know, maybe like business. six hours or so. And I got <laughs> to see you, see you for a few of those hours. Um, but during that time, I was telling you that I picked up uh, on sale Mario plus Rabbit's Kingdom Battle. That's right. Which uh, I think was last year, 2018, Ubisoft game, which is mm-hmm. a turn-based strategy, sort of a la kind of an XCOM um, type gameplay, but, you know, with the Mario slash Rabbit's uh, skin on it. So I've been playing a bunch of that, and actually it's a really fun game. I mean, I really love uh, the XCOM series and that kind of general sort of gameplay, like even like Final Fantasy Tactics and whatnot, kind of just that isometric turn-based strategy. Um, and I, yeah, I have been impressed with the just the, the depth and how fun that uh, it, it's turned out to be. I don't necessarily always like the rabbits like that kind of like humor <laughs> i was just about to say how annoying are the rabbits because they are the worst <laughs> they're it's just like the minions from yes! me that are just yes! kind of like there and it's just they're doing so many jokes per second that i don't know a lot of times it just gets a little bit annoying at times it's you know i guess a little bit endearing but it's always just like this low hanging fruit kind of stuff like oh the peach the peach rabbit loves taking selfies cuz you know girls love taking selfies so and some dumb. of the times it's kind of like eye rolly but good solidly generally great game and it yeah. got me to uh, play a little bit of XCOM 2 again on PC and i mean that's obviously like a deeper and a bit more of a, a punishing game but there are definitely like mm. i don't know some conveniences from Mario plus rabbits where I'm just like, you know, XCOM could definitely implement this because a lot of the, a lot of the difficulty from XCOM, I think comes from stuff just sort of being unlucky and hidden and yeah, kind of bullshit. Um, Like one of the big things I like, go ahead. Like when you, when you miss something that's like, you're like point blank. It's like, there's only a 10% chance you miss this. Oh, you miss. And there goes your whole strategy, you know? Right, or if you, like, there are more enemies in the map, but they're not visible, you have to progress really, really carefully, because once you see them, they're going to aggro you, and if, like, all your people have moved already in the turn, and then you come across, like, the next group of enemies, it basically gives them a free turn on you, and it's like, you have no idea how to prepare for that, other than just, like, always being cautious. I fucking hate Fog of War. Fog of War is like, I, I can't stand it in these games. Just for that same fact. I'd rather see like all the units at, at 
the beginning and then work through the puzzle, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which is what yeah. you do in Mario plus Rabbits, which is yeah. convenient. And it's more, I think, like, that speed of that kind of, like, aesthetic and the gameplay they're going for. Because it's not, I wouldn't call it easy necessarily, but it's definitely a lot less punishing than, than XCOM. But I think there are a lot of really cool, neat things that... I don't know if those two games were kind of like merged together in a Mario plus Rabbits plus XCOM. That'd be definitely a, a cool, cool, neat game I'd want to check out. Sure. Not literally, but you know, mechanics wise. Yeah, yeah. But literally, uh, you know, I could do that. That'd be weird. And then, um, so I recently went back to an arcade that I know I took you to in New York, and they just picked up a new machine. Yeah, uh, which really strikes a nostalgic uh, string in my heart, which is Point Uh-oh. Blank. It is oh. a light shooter that apparently yes. Tony knows, and this is exactly as excited as I got when I first saw it in the arcade because I love that game. It's basically just a series oh of like shooting time trials, um, just like this really great aesthetic and like diversity of games, and it's really fun and difficult that, without being impossible. That and game is just, super fun. It's so it's great, and I played so much of that. Um, machines are a little expensive. I, it would be like $1,200, so I probably won't be buying one, but I yeah. just I absolutely love that game, and I can't wait to go back to the barcade just to play that a bit. Yeah, I uh, so I had that game for the PlayStation 1, and oh. I had the gun. I had the fucking Whoa. gun, too. Yeah, and those guns... Nice and meaty. They weren't like the Lethal Enforcers guns, where they're like really, really like small and like flimsy, or like the Nintendo Zapper. Like kind of, they they weren't flimsy feeling. They, it was like a honking. Like you can put two hands on this thing, um, but it was still like a handgun. Oh, uh, it was great. Like Point Blank is such a fun, fun series. Oh my god, and like the art style is so weird. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Great. Yeah, it holds uh, up really well. Cool, cool uh, aesthetic to it. But uh, yeah, what, what have you been playing? What have you been playing, Tony? Dude, I did not expect you to say point blank. That, that was exciting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I haven't been playing a ton in between our episodes here other than uh, our, our, our title, title game. But um, I played two. Um, one, uh, since it's October trying to get into like the spooky season right so uh so christy and i started playing this game uh i believe it's like the dark anthologies the man of madan it's the like follow-up game to i can't remember what the studio is called but they uh they made until dawn for the playstation okay uh, a couple years ago which i thoroughly enjoyed that game christy and i had a blast playing that game together so like this is their their next one so we're trying it and it's okay like it's not it's not great i don't like it as much as until dawn uh mm-hmm. yet but um the series name the the dark anthologies or, or whatever it's um they're gonna put out like episodic content i guess like almost like twilight zone like here's like a short oh, story here's a short story as as yeah. opposed to like a big long complicated thing like until dawn is like we we've played the game maybe for like two hours so far and we're like almost at the end it feels like um Mm -hmm. so it might be uh like shorter experiences but like more varied um this one is uh, about a ghost ship it's it's a spooky spooky ghost ship uh it's okay it's um i'm interested to see where it goes but um Mm -hmm. 
So that is uh, Man of Medan. Uh, uh, they have it on. It's on. Uh, I think. I think on PlayStation and Steam. I don't know about Xbox, but I'm, I bet it. It might be. Um, the other <laughs> game that I played is a very very old school game. But the <laughs> the exciting part about it is how I played it. So uh, last weekend I played Centipede on a Tesla. Um, what? <laughs> yeah. So a buddy of mine has a Tesla. And we, he got, like, I was sitting at his place, and we were, like, catching up, and he got, like, a, a push notification that his car needed, like, a, um, uh, like, an update or whatever, the OS update, and he updated it, and the whole reason that, like, that got me excited was I read an article that Cuphead was going to be on the Tesla, you play Cuphead on your Tesla, which is fucking crazy, Do you but, play, like, um, the steering wheel? Yeah, so um, so I, I got in the car, we played a couple different games, but Centipede was the one I played the most of, so... Mm-hmm. The, the steering wheel would move your, um, your, your guy back and forth. Um, and then, you know, in, in um, Centipede, you can move up and down and left to right. So yeah. th- there's, like, a little scroll wheel on, like, the top of the, uh, the steering wheel, like, top left, I think. So you use that to move up and down, move the steering wheel to control, uh, control the little thing. And then, like, if you press down on one of the buttons on the steering wheel, it would shoot. And... Um, it's not great. Uh, it's not. It's not. An, it's not an optimal way to play the game, and it actually runs kind of shitty too. Like frame rate, like was seemingly a problem at times, which was weird. But yeah. um, it was still a very, very novel and weird way to play uh, <laughs> Centipede. God, I can't even uh, imagine. That's so cool. It was. It was fucking weird. It was really weird. But I was. I was really hoping to play Cuphead because that would have been like. A really crazy experience, but um, Centipede was, was pretty crazy uh, by itself, but yeah. Uh, that's a, hey, hey, I don't like that version of the game. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something like, ooh, I played like Skyrim VR or something like that. I was expecting something wi- wildly different with the with that preamble <laughs> right <laughs> yeah. i wish i wish i had a better i mean it's weird uh i did uh it did make me think like this is just a total gimmick but it's all for free like it's all, like they're not making you buy mm-hmm. games for it they're just like freely putting it out there uh but it's just it's so fucking weird yeah, free for the low low cost of a tesla all right. Well, uh, that that does it for what I've been playing, man. Yeah, yeah, same. So uh, we'll take a quick break here, and then we'll hop into our game for this episode, which is Pokemon. Stay tuned. And welcome back to Hey, I Like That Game. How's everybody doing? It's uh, time to talk about Pokemon. It was a rhetorical question. Don't answer it. Uh, uh, okay. uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we're here talking about uh, the second generation of Pokemon, which is gold, silver, and crystal. And we have a guest on this episode, uh, one Brendan Kennedy. Uh, so Brendan, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey guys, uh, happy to be on the show. Um, Jake, you introduced me as Brendan. I think that might have been a mistake. 
Mm -hmm. uh, you know me as by a different name, correct? I know you as BK. That is all I have um, ever known you as. Uh, but now you want to be like professional and go by Brendan, and it sounds <laughs> wrong every single time I say it. So thank you for your permission. I will be calling you BK oh, for the rest of this episode. Yeah, yeah, BK for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, BK and I knew each other uh, for a long time. We really started. I guess hanging out and I think middle school might have been like an elementary school as well and really very quickly bonded over our our love for all things video games but especially especially Pokemon so I couldn't think of a whole lot of better people to, to talk about it with than with than with you uh, so what is your Pokemon history BK so I began playing Pokemon I I think in like 2000, 2001, when uh, Santa gave me <laughs> a Game Boy Color, I got the teal Game Boy Color from Santa, and nice. two video games. Um, one of them was Pokemon Gold, and the other one was Toy Story 2. Oh, that game and, sucks. Uh, that game and Toy sucks. Story 2 has stood the test of time. <laughs> it has. I still do not play that game to this day. Um, <laughs> that game fucking blows. I know. It was... It was so bad. I think I played it maybe like got through the first three levels and I was like, you know what? I probably should try this other game out. Let's try <laughs> maybe it's a little bit better. And uh, yeah, so after that date, I think um, sleep deprivation became a chronic issue for me as I have. <laughs> I spent most of my middle school years, high school, maybe college, um, playing that game till late at night through the, all the different versions that came out, and uh, I. I am still very proud of myself to say that in that original Pokemon Gold, I caught all 250. There you Damn. go. Damn. Dude, I've never, like, your, your story is very, very similar to mine. I've played a shit ton of Pokemon in my day, but I've never finished a Pokedex, so that's impressive, dude. Yeah, same. Never, never had the patience for it. It, uh, it is a mind-numbing affair. Um, I remember I caught Mew in Pokemon Blue and transferred it over to Golden. When I caught it in blue, it was that, I don't know if you guys know about that weird glitch where you have to skip a certain trainer above, like, uh, the where, where Misty's gym is, and then you have to fly when that trainer sees you to another part of the map, <laughs> and then, like, your start screen doesn't work, and you have to walk all the way over to what? the other trainer, and then, boom, Mew appears on the, the page, and you can catch him. And when I caught him, yeah. I started screaming through the house, I think my mom thought I was hurt. Um, <laughs> the dog was freaking out, and I was like, "I'm hot now!" I'm just like freaking, freaking out. And, uh... That's awesome. Yeah, so I mean, that, it, Pokemon's a wonderful game, but it's caused a lot of like potential health issues for myself. But still, it's a wonderful game. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. Um, dude, can we just can we just say that this is the best Pokemon game? Like, I I think this is the best generation of Pokemon. Like. 250 is, like, just enough. A lot of diversity there. Like, some really, like, smart improvements. Like, the, the re-release of this game, the remake, what, what was it? Um, Heart Gold the, and Soul Silver. Yeah, like, those are the, Frick, my favorite yeah. Pokemon games for sure. Like, a thousand percent. Um, but I ended up playing this game, like, I went back to the original. I played Pokemon Crystal, which I had never played before. I, I had gold when I was a kid. But I played Crystal this time. I, I didn't notice a lot of difference between what I remembered of gold and crystal. Uh, but yeah, I went back to the Game Boy Color. Not 
Yeah. Did, didn't age really well. I did, I do not love playing a Game Boy <laughs> Color. Like that sucked. You take for granted like a lot of the stuff they do later in like later Pokemon games to make things like easier oh. and like just better in general. Like this game doesn't have abilities, right? Um, no, no, no they, abilities. That's the Gen Three thing. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's still really good. What? Uh, yeah, that's definitely something I I agree with. Where there's a lot of kind of. Uh, conveniences and more description that's fit into the game in the later generations that is absent here. It's not nearly as uh, opaque as the first generation, and there was a lot of like weird, like unbalanced, like broken things, and like inscrutable, impossible to figure out things in generation one. And it's cleared out a lot between one and two. Uh, but yeah, there's still like a lot that's difficult to find out. Like you don't know how strong each move is. There's no, like, numerical number that's visible for you to know. Um, then there's still... Um, so, we'll get really deep in the weeds, because I know BK knows a lot about Pokemon, too. But until the fourth generation, moves of certain types were physical moves, so bound to your special and defense stats, and then some types were special moves bound to special attack and special defense. And that only mattered by type. So let's say you have, like, Gyarados is a prime example. He has a very high attack stat, but water is always special. So he can't really, like, Gyarados can't really utilize its attacking stat effectively because of the mechanics that are implemented till Generation 4. Hmm. I didn't realize So there's, that. like, there's stuff like that where, you know, the real big poke freaks like know that something's like i like i feel like there's something up there's something something different playing the earlier generations and yeah i think like the conveniences and just like the more depth that's added to it later makes like the remakes of these games really really good like heart gold and soul silver are so much fun not saying that like the original game boy color is not fun because i mean it's a pokemon game pokemon games are just great yeah um yeah this this game is really interesting too because it, it it introduced the day night cycle too yeah which, like i i thoroughly enjoy that like playing this game um different times a day like i was playing it on my phone on an emulator um and like being in bed playing it versus like playing on the set like on the the subway basically like in the morning like you catch different stuff you you encounter different monsters and stuff like it's it's great it's like a nice little addition and it adds to the diversity of this game early on like one of my biggest complaints with pokemon games at least early ones is that the beginning of your game is going to be the same almost every time you know like you get you get your starter you catch like a Pidgey or something, you rock that until you get farther in the game where you can get, like, other types and other advantages. But, um, this game, they give you a lot of Pokemon diversity early. So, like, my team had, like, some some weird stuff going on, like, early on in the game, which was fun. I like that. Yeah, I know you can get a, get a Heracross pretty early in the game, can't you? Yeah, yeah, once you get Headbutt, you can get uh, Heracross, which is fairly early. Um, which I did. What what was everybody's teams like? What like what did you guys like rock or which starter did you pick? <laughs> yeah. All right. Take us away, BK. So, what was your starter? You've been teasing me since we started playing this game. BK has not told me his starter, no matter how many times I ask. So I no, what? I've been, I've I think it's Totodile. I think it's Totodile. Try to infuriate Jake a little bit. <laughs> um, so 
original time I played this game, like way back, like the OG starter I had was Totodile. Oh yes, and um, that's mine. I, I love that little muscle gator. He was, <laughs> he's, he was really cute in the uh, in the TV show, and he sounded like a, an angry Donald Duck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of the time, yeah, like, <laughs> like all that, just like flapping and everything. So I did not go with Totodile. Um, I went with the Fire Hedgehog. Cyndaquil. Oh, you picked Cyndaquil. Yeah. So did I. Oh, <laughs> sweet. Yeah, yeah, it turns into Typhlosion, which I'm not sure. Is that like a fire ferret? Or yeah. Like oh, yeah. He's definitely a fire yeah, ferret. Yeah. Like, for sure. a mongoose? Like yeah. a fire mongoose? Yeah. yeah. It's he great. doesn't look happy. Yeah, no, no love for Cyndaquil. Not Cyndaquil. For Chikorita. No love for Chikorita. Oh, yeah, no. I started, I started with uh, Totodile because Fear Alligator is like the man he's so good oh yeah he's yeah. so cool he's the coolest of all of the gen 2 uh, yeah evolutions for sure yeah. like i like right. what is it um it's bay leaf or is it i can't i can never meganium remember is the final meganium that's right that's and that meganium, one's yeah. she's okay like she's fine but I, yeah cyndaquil and totodile those are the two um but yeah Right. Good ones for sure. I looked way too into it. I started like drafting teams about what I wanted, and and uh, I can go more into it a little bit. But like, I I probably spent a good like couple hours trying to figure out what kind of team I wanted because I wanted to make a team that was like my favorite. But then I couldn't because I couldn't get a Skizor because I don't have any friends Skizor. to trade with. Right. Right. <laughs> I want to yeah. get a Steelix. And, like same thing. Yeah, I mean, it, what sucks is in the game, there's a person you can trade an Onyx with at the beginning, but it doesn't have Metal Coat on it. Right? It's like, why would you tease yeah, me so in that game? It's just, it, yeah, it's just like a, yeah. It's like, <laughs> I was going to say inappropriate, but yeah, it's just a tease. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, did, um, did any of you guys play with any, like, special rules when you were playing? Like, I Nuzlocked this time. Uh, did anybody else do anything like that, or did you just play through normally? I did just a normal playthrough for this one. The la- the playthrough I did on Soul Silver, I I nuzlocked it, but uh, this one I just kind of wanted to play it more more straight up straight than up. than before. Yeah, yeah. For yeah, I did I did completely the same. Just yeah, because yeah, I know you did I... like modified nuzlocke, right, Tony? Yeah. So for people that don't know, um, there is like a rule set called nuzlocke. It's like a self-imposed set of rules that. Uh, basically the internet came up with to make Pokemon <laughs> a little bit more interesting. So basically it turns on permadeath uh, for Pokemon. So if they ever faint in battle, you must go to a Pokemon center and either release them or put them in your box for them to never come out again. Uh, so it makes it makes for a very unique challenge. It makes you like more cautious about everything. Like All of a sudden gym battles are really, really tense. Um because you could lose a Pokemon at any minute, you know it's um, it's pretty great. Um, they yeah, if they if they ever faint, they uh, they're permadeath. They never come back. You can only catch the very first Pokemon when you like enter an area. So like when you enter Route One, the first Pokemon you encounter in the grass, that's the only one you can catch. Um, if you if you kill it or if you you know if you kill it by accident or they flee, like you just don't get to catch a Pokemon. Um, and then you have to nickname every single one of them. Uh, so it builds like a little bit more of a connection with your Pokemon. And um, I, think I think that's it. 
yeah, that's it. But I played with like one kind of slight augment to it is um, you could revive a Pokemon, but you could only revive them the moment they um, the moment they faint with a revive that you have found like in the wild, I guess. So you couldn't buy a bunch of revives and like constantly bring your Pokemon back. But you had like I don't know. I think I used three of them my entire playthrough. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it made for like a really tense and like interesting uh, gameplay. And I ended up with a team that like I never would have uh, fin- like never would have done normally. Uh, yeah, would you uh, would you end up with? So I had a Heracross named Hero. I had a Fear Alligator called Koopsadial. Um, <laughs> I had a Rapidash, which I called uh, Ash. I had a uh, Magneton called Mighty. I think it was Mighty. Um, I think that's it. I think that was my whole team. Uh, what did you guys have? Uh, so I had, I didn't nickname any of mine. I had a Tentacruel, a Victory Bell, Rhydon, Ampharos, Typhlosion, and Lantern. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I tried to like get a little bit of a otter team. I always I always really loved uh, Ampharos and Lantern. Like I always thought Lantern was the coolest. I think the typing of water and electric is just super cool. Why you BK? So my, my team wasn't fully finished. I tried to go with like five strong and then just kind of just focus on those guys just because I was trying to grind them and get them to higher levels. But I had my Typhlosion named Firecrotch. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was pretty good. He had like a Fire Punch, uh, Electric Punch combo. Yeah, you with, can teach uh, some Thunder Punch. It's so Day. good. Yeah, oh, yeah. It, it was a great combo. But um, I had him. I had my Noctowl named Butt-Butt um, after Hoot-Hoot. 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 So. <laughs> But, but the um, I also exactly. I also had a lantern because I just love that combo. You're right. The water. Yeah, the it's so good. <laughs> like lantern has like a really solid uh, move set where you mix like rain dance with thunder and confuse ray. Oh jeez, um, you were really you were really min maxing it. That's, uh, that's pretty yeah, crazy. I'm a I'm a smoke. I use smogon a lot. That that's a wonderful website for looking. Absolutely, at yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. I went with Ursaring because mm-hmm. I love that bear. Yeah. Like, he's just, he's just so angry and just so strong. I wish I could have um, got an Ursaring. God, they're so good. Another. Oh, it's great. And then, um, I'm trying to think, I'm blanking. I, I wanted to get an Umbreon, um, but I just got the Eevee. I wasn't friends with it yet mm-hmm. towards the end. Takes a long time to get friendly. <laughs> it you does. Go Umbreon over Espeon? Espeon? Yeah, Umbreon for sure. Dude, I love Espeon. Um, That's my favorite. Espeon's definitely... Espeon's solid. But, yeah, Umbreon's like a big staller in the game. And, like, what's weird in that game is there's, like, a place in Goldenrod City that you go to in the basement that you get haircuts for your Pokemon mm-hmm. that make them like you more. And then, like, if you want them to hate you, you can feed them, like, bitter things. So it's, it's really strange, like, that, that dynamic when that was added in. Right. Um, right. I remembered for the longest time I wanted to get a crowbat, but I just had no idea what like friendship meant. Right. So I was just leveling up a Golbat all the time, but it would keep hating me because it always faint in battle. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It has to be the first in your party. You have to constantly use it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, if if you don't feed it berries all the time, it won't evolve to like level fifty, which. Um, 
I mean, I just it's a lot of grinding, a lot of time, but it's worth it. I mean, Crobat's cool. Umbreon's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. This game definitely implemented a lot of other stuff like that. Like, there's uh, the friendship kind of, like, hidden counter that is necessary for a lot of leveling up. Um, there's also the move Hidden Power, which is a different right. type of attack based on, like, these basically like invisible numbers that each Pokemon has that you have no way of checking and you have no way of knowing what kind of hidden power you have taught this this Pokemon until like you just like do trial and error to figure it out. So it's weird. There's a lot of there's a lot of complexities in this in this game that I don't know. I think at like this stage in Pokemon's development we're just a little too obtuse maybe. Yeah. Like it's definitely yeah. really different playing it in the age of internet. Yeah, and can we also talk about how shitty HMs are? Like, yeah, like, oh my god, oh they're terrible. H HMs ruin the game in a lot of ways for me. Like the fact that you have to have a Pokemon that can learn this one move, and it takes up a full slot on your on your thing. There's no way to really relearn a move or to like, or it's it's really tough. You end up having to catch a Pokemon that just can learn as many. Um, HMs as it can and then just bring it with you so like I I would never have a full team with me because it's always like you have your HM Pokemon so you, you right better have you better have a team of five that can withstand you know a gym or something um, but yeah that's one of the things that I'm really glad in the last generation of Pokemon they just got rid of that as an idea um, took a long time but fuck HMs the worst Except yeah. for except Psyduck. Surf, Surf is good. Surf's mm -hmm. a good one. Yep. Yeah, Surf's a good one. But like Whirlpool or like Flash. Yeah, like, Flash is yeah, Flash nice. is trash. <laughs> and strength, right. strength is okay. Strength is okay, yeah. but not not great. Cut is but yeah. That's definitely one of the things like, that was nice that went away. There was another um, kind of like later convenience in newer Pokemon games that I really miss. Which is you can use TMs as many times as you want, right? Because there's always just like Whoa. that fear that if I like, oh man, am I gonna want this Pokemon on my team forever to like use this good TM I found, or I don't know. This is like there's stuff like that that I miss. Right. So I know that um, I played Generation One of Pokemon a whole lot, and then I didn't play the second or third generations when they came out and i like ah. re-picked up pokemon in gen 4 which is one of the reasons why i wanted to play these the uh, this version specifically because it's probably the one i've played the least um so i wanted to do like a full like rundown of of the original gen 2 yeah it's um it's rough around the edges but one of the things that i fully respect about this game and that make it like my favorite generation is that they tied the first game and the second game together with having mm -hmm. Kanto as a region after you beat the elite four of Johto, the, the new region of uh, gold and silver. Um, the fact that you can cross over into Kanto and go back through and see that whole, you know, that whole map again. I mean, they do some really, um, dumb things to restrict your movement in some areas of the map. Um, 
and some areas that you just can't go to because they're like, oh, it's under construction. It's like, no, it's just you don't have those levels built out, you know? Like, <laughs> yep. That's, that's all. But, I mean, you can go through a whole another eight gym battles that are very uneven in terms of difficulty, I feel like. Um, some of them, like all the trainers leading up to the the uh, the gym leader are like super easy and then you fight the gym leader is like oh this guy's five levels stronger like fuck um Mm -hmm. so that definitely made like for nuzlocking very very stressful but um it was really cool that they did that that you could go back that like they made it feel like one big world you know um that's like has geological or geographical locations um they're gonna be like varied like it was cool it was like a really cool thing to do that they haven't really done in other pokemon games like are there other games that have like other regions or other gyms that open up after you finish the elite four like i, I don't i don't really think I don't, so i don't think so either yeah i i don't think they did because the games got too big yeah or mm-hmm. like when you get the third fourth generation like it would just be such a grueling game and by the time you get to like mexicano what you're gonna be facing level 70 um gym leaders like I, well, that I don't was... want to face Brock's Onyx at level 85. You know, that'd be terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was one thing I noticed. Or, like, I... So, I guess maybe it was just me, but did you guys feel like you were, like, really low level throughout the entire game? Like, I, I know, like, it's a kind of like a, basically two games shoved together, but, like, when I got to the first Elite Four at Johto, like, most of my Pokemon were, like, in the late... 30s early 40s and it just seemed like it seemed like i hadn't like really fully completed my team yet like it didn't i didn't like get to that end game as of that moment did you guys feel that way at all because i was nuzlocking i had to like focus so much more on like keeping my guys properly leveled uh and Mm -hmm. keeping them like kind of over leveled to be safe so i would i would grind like certain times like if i was sitting on the train for like an hour i would just go back and forth in like grass and like get like two or three levels on like really low level guys just like kind of doing tedious shit back and forth um so i never felt under leveled but there were times where these like like the elite four is a good example where like you get to the third elite four member and you're like dude this is fucking really hard all of a sudden you know Mm -hmm. um there were a couple times where i almost um Almost lost a couple Pokemon on the Elite Four. I, I ended up not, which was insane. Um, but I got really lucky. Yeah, the Elite Four is like where, where it got really hard. What, what did you uh, what did you think, BK? I, I had a similar thing where I once I got through like the first eight gyms, you get to the Elite Four, and you're like, hold up, wait a minute. Like, my Pokemon are like flirting with maybe level 40, and I know I got to face Lance and his... Uh, is it three Dragonite? Yeah, three Dragonite. Three Dragonites. Dragonites. Come on. At level 50, which doesn't make sense because it evolves at 55. So how does he have a Dragonite level 50? Lance like, hacks. I know. He's cheating. He's a game shark. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> no, I, I had a similar thing where like I had to just spend so much time going through the uh, the entrance cave, like grinding, because I it would crush me to go through the Elite Four each time just keep on losing and losing and losing to try to level up my guys, even though that would make way more sense. I think I was way too prideful and just had to go back into the uh, cave. Right, because you got to beat the Elite Four on, like, your first try. <laughs> you do, because uh, you just got to restart. <laughs> you fail. But, yeah. 
Yeah, I'm glad it wasn't just me because I felt like this this one requires a lot more grinding than maybe other games do. Maybe it's I haven't I haven't played it. Um, I haven't played another one. Pokemon game for a bit. I felt like I even when I played the remake, it seemed like it was a lot of a lot of grinding, and then by the end of you know the first Elite Four, I still didn't feel like I felt like I had spent so much time leveling up my Pokemon, but they were still so far away from being like complete. If that makes sense, like I know in other in other games, there's always like the sense of okay, like I finished my team, I have everybody who I want, they know all the moves they're gonna get, they're like swinging hard and you have a set kind of strategy too but i i think the the vision of this game having johto and kanto is cool but it also sort of robs some of the finality or like that like epicness from the first the first area yeah yeah i yeah i kind of agree with that yeah um, I mean, like anything, but, like anything, I would say is like a nitpick. This game is still awesome. I love Pokemon. It's so fun. <laughs> there, there's the monster, <laughs> monster catching and raising video games are the best video games. So yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> um, so I, I just wanted to, to bring it down for a minute. Uh, I really, I, we got to insert some some sad music here because I, I want to. Oh, no. Uh, I want to pay respect to my Pokemon graveyard from uh, <laughs> from my uh, Nuzlocke challenge. Uh, pull one oh, out for. Oh. Rocky the Onyx, uh, Toga the Togepi, who who metronomed and did self-destruct, which missed, oh. which missed, it missed the Pokemon. It missed the Pokemon that it self-destructed on. So it's like, it was just out of my team and I had nothing to show for it. It was the fucking worst. Um, this stupid Pokemon. I'm right yeah, now. fuck that Togepi. Oh. Uh, then I had a, uh, a Growlithe named Pups. That one got hit by, um, by like a like a stray water attack and just knocked it out critical hit um blew the pidgeotto which that one really oh, hurt yeah. that one really hurt because that was the first pokemon i caught um and it got it got hit in the face by chuck's Poliwhirl doing dynamic punch and that was another like critical hit boom gone and then um i also lost uh, a zzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzz
cool ones that you'll be able to fully evolve or they'll have like better moves because especially in like the first few generations there's a issue of just not being able to get good enough good moves via leveling up with how much shorter the like, the move list is so i know that oh, yeah, yeah. like 750 pokemon or whatever we're up to now is a whole lot but i don't know i like the variety i like the variety and all the extra moves and i can keep track of it yeah yeah um, I completely agree, Jake. Like, uh, with, for example, with, like, Ezor, uh, his best bug move is Hidden Power, which mm-hmm. is bad. He doesn't have, like, I know, he doesn't have, like, a, a bug move that he can utilize, and it's such, like, a fun-looking and cool Pokemon to use. But, yeah, the variety to it is just um, interesting. But, I, I mean, I, I stopped playing after Gen 4, so I'm not familiar with, like, 5, 6, but based off some of the Pokemon Go, Pokemon I've seen, um, they're starting to get kind of weird a little bit, right? Oh, yeah, the designs get so much crazier uh, just oh, man. once there's more <laughs> technology. It's like a chandelier. Limits. Yeah, chandelier. There's, yeah. I can never remember the Pokemon's name, but it just looks like a pair of keys. It's like a jingle keys. Oh, like it's, it's like clicking oh. or something like that. It's <laughs> so <laughs> dumb. <laughs> it's, it's so <laughs> dumb. <laughs> They're like Beauty and the yeah. Beast objects. <laughs> uh, there's some there's some stinkers in every generation. <laughs> but yeah, they definitely get uh, much more uh, potentially over designed as the as the game goes on. But there are still definitely some really cool things available within that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there we go. The yeah. smirk of yeah. the smirk of a Pokemon hipster. <laughs> oh, things stopped being cool in Generation Three. Um, yeah. There's been like, there's been like maybe four good generations. Have I, you I, seen the pictures of Farfetch's new evolution in the upcoming games? We have not even yet reached peak Pokemon. Oh my God, dude! Honestly, I, I'm a, I'm about to go way back all of a sudden to like I just had this very vivid memory come back from when I was a kid that Farfetch was my favorite Pokemon. Like growing up, like Farfetch was my favorite because look at this little duck that's got a like a sword, but it's really just like a piece of onion. It's hilarious. Um, it's a leak. Yeah, it's a leak. It's a leak. Uh, which they give him a leak in later games, which raises just his critical hit when you hold on to it, which is like fucking great. But anyways, uh, I was um, I was pretty gullible as a kid, uh, and like before <laughs> before like the internet was around in a big way. Before like uh, you know when you like would see a gaming magazine every once in a while on like the news shelf. My cousin convinced me that there's a far fetched evolution in uh gold and silver if you just like it, it, like kind of like the missing no glitch it's like oh yeah if you go like in this area and do this certain thing and like fuck up the the code you could totally get like a weird far-fetched and uh i've been waiting for that far-fetched evolution and now it's like, here yeah 25 years or whatever it's it is and now we so finally fast. have it and it's awesome <laughs> it's so awesome it's fucking so, so two leaks now no it just he just looks like like um, like a giant knight almost. The leak has grown almost into a lance. And like and into a sword, gosh. and he has a shield. And he looks smug as fuck. <laughs> it's great. I'm not going to mess with that duck. Yeah, no, you're fun. not. It's great. I love it. Oh, it's, yeah. Those games coming out coming out soon. I'm I'm excited. I'm going to buy it. That's this year. Yeah, that's this year. I'm going to buy the shit out of that game. Can't Hell wait. Hell yeah. Um. <laughs> 
So I'm assuming this is a hey, I like that game, right? I think everyone is in agreement. Oh yeah, unanimous. I think. I mean, I don't want to speak for UBK. So uh, this is a, is this a hey, I like that game, or a hey, I don't like that game for UBK? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm not even gonna like you guys in suspense. I love <laughs> this game. I, I mean, it it was like pretty much a beacon and symbol of my childhood from the like beginning of the RPG. Um, pathway I went down with pretty much every video game I played after it and still play it to this day you know I, you're, you're right like it doesn't looking back there's aspects of it that I wish I had like running shoes for example those that came in later games where yep. you could actually move fast do like a snail but you know the variety and the what you could do in that game was just phenomenal so I, I like that game hell yeah. yeah what about you Tony hey yeah I fucking love this game hey I like Yes, this game's great. Yep, so good. Same. Hey, hey, I like that game. Dude, and Koga became an Elite Four member. Koga. Where he got that promotion. Got a straight promotion. Out of all of the the eight gym leaders from the first game, I would have not have suspected Koga to make it to that level. I thought Lieutenant right. Surge would be there first if I was going to put anybody. Um, I was more of a Blaine guy. Oh, you're... <laughs> Blaine was weird. <laughs> His his quiz gym. Yeah, I know. <laughs> can can we? This is something we haven't talked about at all. But just like I know, like we already kind of we're trying to end the show. But I want to bring up one more thing. Um, mm-hmm. Gym design in this one was not great. I feel like um, they were all just pretty, like walk in this direction, talk to these people, like fight these people. Right. It wasn't. They didn't have like puzzles in them, like. Um, like some of the uh, original ones did, like Lieutenant Surge. Uh, right. Well, the, okay. What what is the Lieutenant Surge puzzle? I still don't know. So you have to keep you have looking. You find the switches in the trap. You find you'll find right. the one switch, and then you basically have like a one in four chance of being able to get the next switch. Or is there like a pattern to it? I've never known. I'm pretty sure there's a pattern in there. It's pretty. There's a pattern. I forget what it is, but. I'm just like I. This has been one of history's greatest unsolved mysteries. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> How to consistently fight Lieutenant Surge? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, uh, that is a uh, a sound. Hey, I like that game from everybody. A sweep. Yeah. Yeah. On this uh, Pokemon Gold Silver Crystal Edition. Hey, I like that game. Um, Jake, do we have any emails? Do we have any? Uh, social media hits? Uh, no, nothing, nothing currently. Nobody Stuff. is listening. Nobody, nobody's, nobody's paying attention to us. That's great. <laughs> My mom will probably listen to this episode. Yes. Hey, hey I like this Kennedy. <laughs> hey, I like that game. The show for, for the moms. show for all our mothers. <laughs> exactly. All our mothers. Right. Exactly. Oh, he did a podcast. Oh. um okay so next game so we're going uh it's still pretty early in october so i i uh i figured jake we're gonna have to stay in like uh hey i like that spooky game kind of vibe in in honor of halloween so for our next episode of hey i like that game we are going to play bioshock Ooh, nice one. Yes. Have you ever played uh, Bioshock before? I've played, yeah, I've played a lot of Bioshock before. I've yes. played that a whole bunch. 
So I played this game like right when it first, nah, maybe not right when it first came out, but I think it was like 2007 or something like that. Uh, and I've only played through it one time. I like I've played all the Bioshock games exactly once. Uh, and I have not touched this since then, so I'm I'm very curious to go back and see uh, how well it holds up. But that is definitely sufficiently spooky for, for oh, October. Oh, very spooky, and I love me some spooky themes, so yes, I'm looking yes. forward to playing that one. Yes, so st- uh, stay tuned to Hey, I Like That Game for our episode on Bioshock coming up next. Um, BK, it was great having you on the show, buddy. Yep. Thank you so much, guys. It was a pleasure being on here. If I may add the Bioshock, I will never say the phrase, would you kindly, again, <laughs> in my life. Spoilers! <laughs> <laughs> so good. No. Uh, yeah, so it was no, great. Thank you great both for you having me. It was a pleasure. Yes, yeah, yes. Thank you. And if you want to be a guest on Hey, I Like That Game, just email us at heyilikethatgame at gmail.com. Uh, you can uh, write us a post on uh, Hey, I Like That Game podcast on Facebook. Twitter is what? Uh, I Like That Game? It's at Like That Game on Twitter. I never remember our Twitter. <laughs> for the, so for the longest time, I had it incorrect in our show notes where it was at I Like That Game. But nope, it's just at Like That Game. Yep, we are a professional operation. We are so on top of all our social media. (laughs) Yeah, awesome. Uh, Great. Well, uh, Jake, it was a pleasure. We'll catch you on the flippity flip. For some spooky games. Boo! Was that spooky? (laughs) I'm scared. I got goosebumps. Nice. Thanks for listening, everybody. Make sure to subscribe on whichever platform you're listening to this on. And also drop us a rating and review. It would really mean a lot to us. Thanks. Tune in next time.